game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, an entertaining battle of Alberta. The Calgary Flames are able to take it for their fifth consecutive victory, 4-3 over the Edmonton Oilers tonight. The Oilers end their five-game road trip at 3-1-1. They are 24-18-5 on the season. Back and forth game, Calgary, tons of pressure early. They had eight shots in the first four minutes, finally scored on their eighth one. The Oilers came back to take the lead. Goudreau tied it late in the first period. The Oilers went ahead again early in the second. Dylan Dubé evened it up. And then in the third with Zach Cassian in the penalty box, serving the second half of a double minor, Elias Lindholm scored 39 seconds into the third. Power play goal turned out to be the game winner. And 4-3 is your final. Pretty pretty entertaining. Some, uh, some good offensive plays. Some good saves along the way, lots of big hits, and a wild sequence reminiscent of the days of old between these two teams with Matthew Kachuk, who was uh, really running around tonight and trying to deliver as many body checks as possible. Most of them aimed at Zach Cassian as we bring in Rob Brown, and uh, he got Cassian to, to lose his cool in a sequence that's going to be replayed now whenever these two teams play each other, and uh, Cassian got slapped with a four-minute minor in Calgary eventually got the game-winning goal on those power plays. Well, Cassian should have been slapped with at least a five-minute major. I'm guessing seven would have been re- the, the the right response from the referees. Uh, huge hits by Kachuk. And uh, the one thing with Kachuk is he's not uh, not afraid to to go after just about anyone. We've seen him go at it with Dowdy. We, he's, he's targeted Connor McDavid before. And then tonight he went and tried to poke the bear of Cassian and he got Cassian off his game, which eventually turned into the game-winning goal on the, the power play. Uh, entertaining. And then I was waiting for the chance in the third period to see what was going to happen when the two of them were out there again and again. He ran Cassian, and they, it wasn't bumps. He, just, he wasn't rubbing them out. They were healthy uh, lead-ins uh, of about 15 to 20 yards before he made contact. Uh, it, <laughs> we're gonna. It, I don't think this is the last we're gonna hear about this uh, Kachuk and Cassian. I think there will be the league will look at what Cassian did fighting. I think the league may look at what Cassian Cassian possibly said after the game. Um, and this is a. Kachuk knows his role. He's a guy that you absolutely detest, absolutely hate if you're on the opposition. But the Calgary Flame fans tonight were pretty excited with his game. Yeah, and we're going to get to uh, uh, to Zach Cassian's uh, post-game comments. Um, they're going to require probably a bleep or two just to be safe. You may have seen them on Twitter already. Uh, Eric Francis from Sportsnet tweeting out this quote from Matthew Kachuk. Uh, says, if Cassian doesn't want to get hit, then stay off the tracks. I caught him three times there. You'd think he'd learn after the first one. If he wants to react that way, we'll take the power play, we'll take the game winner, and we'll move on to first place. That's from Matthew Kachuk. Uh, Dave Tippett uh, saying that he wished Cassian had taken a number as opposed to taking out his frustrations and pounding on Kachuk right away. Okay, so Rob, that that whole that whole situation, the, the reaction from from each of the two players, first of all, Cassian 
you know, doing that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously we're going to hear from Oilers fans, and I'm seeing it all over Twitter, calling Kachuk a, a turtle because, you know, obviously, like last, I thought last year was probably more of a turtle than this one. Yes. Um, but, you know, Kachuk knows how he plays, and yep. he knows he's going to irritate people, and he knows people are going to want to fight him. So does he have to deliver a hit like that and, and and be ready? I mean, even even if just to protect himself. Well, he, he should be ready to protect himself because he knew that eventually Cassian was going to have enough, and he did. Uh, and at that point, too, uh, Kachuk had no helmet on as well. So when Cassian was throwing haymakers, uh, they hurt. Uh, does he have to fight? No, you don't. Uh, I know that 25, 30 years ago when I played, uh, you fought because if you didn't, then they would two or three guys would take turns beating you up. So. Um, Kachuk, I mean, Kachuk talked about it. He, he, he got the power play. They got the win. Um, you, you would, most players that play that style of game do fight. At some point, they have to. Uh, <laughs> a lot of times, you're, you're, you're forced into it. Uh, it I, honestly, I, I, you would like to see him fight. But the problem is, if you're the Calgary Flames... <clears throat> If you're the Calgary Flames and Kajuk throws a big hit and now Cassian wants to fight him, the whole place is going crazy. you got some momentum going because you threw a big hit. But if you fight, Cassian's going to beat him up. I mean, I've never seen Kajuk fight, but I know that he's not as tough as Cassian. So if you're the Calgary Flames coaching staff, you don't want him fighting because you just got momentum. Why would you fight and get beat up and all of a sudden all momentum's gone? You could get hurt. He's a, He's... A, possibly one of the most valuable player one of the most valuable players on the Calgary Flames so do you have to fight no is there was there a code at one time in the National Hockey League if you played that way that you had to fight yes but I haven't seen that code in a long long time no it's it's uh it's it's definitely it's definitely different now and and I'm sure like you said I'm sure the league will look at that I mean you brought it up during the game Lucic got suspended two games for uh, jabbing a couple guy a guy after the whistle with his glove a couple of times. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, this sure was, they're going to look at what Cassian did. And it was it was ten left-handed haymakers. I I I to, to I have no idea how that that could only be a double minor. It's even okay. Well, if you look at the game, the the penalty that Calgary got, um, who was it? Hannafin got the two the two yeah. minutes. So Hannafin only got two minutes more where he touched Goudreau <laughs> than Cassian who got for 10 haymaker punches. So, no, it was a horrible call by the referee. And the fact that that left Cassian in the game where you're just, if Calgary had run away with the game, that thing would have got ugly at the end of the game. So the referees, poor job there. Uh, the league will look at what Cassian did on the ice, and the league will certainly look at what was said after the game. All right, 4-3, Calgary takes it. Man, a lot to talk about. The, the the Oilers were were outplayed pretty badly for about the first six minutes. Uh, like I mentioned, Calgary had eight shots on goal in four minutes and four seconds to start the game. The eighth one finally went in, Lindholm scoring. Then Nugent Hopkins scored. Then McDavid scored at 9.06. And halfway through the first period, I'm sitting here thinking, man, the grade-A scoring chances are 5-2 Calgary, and it's 2-1 for the Oilers. And you wondered what kind of a night... Talbot was going to have, but very good after that. He, he was. Well, actually, the goaltenders went kind of opposite after that. Koskinen, I don't know if you blame him on the goals, but there's a couple that kind of snuck through him, and Talbot was excellent. There was a save, and they've showed it a couple times on the replays, where McDavid found Neil streaking down back door, and it looked like Neil had a sure goal. 
wide open net and Talbot got a piece of it. Actually, Cassian coming out of the penalty box after his first shift after take serving the, the misconduct, he came down and he got a good shot away that Talbot make a big made a big save on. It, it was, despite the result, that was a fun game to to watch. It, it, it just was. It had a little bit of everything. It had animosity, had physicality, had a couple beautiful goals. I mean, we haven't even here we are. I don't know, 15, 20 minutes into the post game, so we haven't talked about the beauty that Connor McDavid scored tonight. And it was an absolute beautiful goal again. So there was everything that you wanted in this game tonight, except for the two points. All right, four three. Calgary takes it. Kyler Yamamoto had two assists tonight. He has, uh, what's he up to, five points in six games since since uh, getting called up from the Edmonton Oilers, just double-checking. Yeah, five points in six games. The Nugent-Hopkins, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto line has become better, in my mind, five-on-five five than McDavid, Neal, and Cassian, or whoever McDavid might be out, out with. So I think we're still talking about some... You know, a little bit of of lacking depth, but maybe the pieces have been moved around a little bit. Well, we've always talked about the others have the the big three. If you include Nugent Hopkins with Leon and Connor, uh, when Leon's playing with Connor, Nugent Hopkins is by himself, and there's no second line. When Nugent was playing with Connor, it was Leon by himself. He, they just didn't create anything as a second line. The only way that you can split the three or split them up is you got to have Connor by himself because what we see. They're not creating a whole lot, the first line right now, but Connor has the ability by himself to score goals, to go in, Dan. And we saw that tonight where he just he picked up a puck at his own blue line and went the length of the ice and no one could catch him. So uh, they didn't create a whole lot, the, the first line. They haven't uh, over the last five or six games. Since they were split up, the, the best line by far for the Oilers has been the dry settle line. And it, dry settle's been good. Nugent Hopkins has been very good. But the addition of Yamamoto, who keeps plays alive, make nice plays. He made a wonderful pass tonight, cross ice to Nugent Hopkins. Yamamoto has been very good on that line. So Pacific Division race looks like it's going to be fun as we move deeper into the second half of the season. Calgary, first place, 55 points. Arizona and Vegas, both with 54. Vegas lost their third in a row tonight. Edmonton, 53 points. Vancouver, 52. So you have five teams within three points. They've all played between 45 and 48 games. Vancouver's played the fewest, so they do have the games in hand. They won today over Buffalo. So it's it's going to be fun. Still three more meetings between the Oilers and the Flames. They're done with Vancouver. They still play Vegas three times. They still play Arizona twice. So the the opportunities are, are there. I mean, the Oilers, I mean, to use the cliche, they they totally control their own destiny. They do getting into the playoffs. They do, and, and just going a little outside of the box, outside of the Pacific Division, the game that the Oilers have on Tuesday is huge as well. I mean. Making the playoffs, it doesn't matter if you make it as a division winner or if you make it as a wild card. Playoffs is playoffs. The one team, and I I, I predict they're still going to make the playoffs, is Nashville. They're coming to town. I believe Nashville's, what, six points behind the Oilers now? Six points behind the Oilers with three games. Three games in hand. So that, all of a sudden, the game Tuesday is huge. They could pull within four and have three games in hand, or the Oilers can extend the lead to eight. That is a team that I still believe is in the mix that the Oilers will have to contend with for a playoff because when the if your Pacific Division is as close as it is, there's going to be a team that misses out on being third in the Pacific Division by a point and will be fighting for a wild card because of that. So Tuesday's game against Nashville, a team that is not near as good as they should be, 
is vitally important for the Oilers as well. 4-3 Calgary wins tonight. Nugent Hopkins had two. McDavid had one. Those were the goal scorers for the Oilers. It means a $75 donation to 630 Chet Santa's anonymous courtesy Ascended Financial. When the name of the game is life, there's Ascended Financial. Visit CoveredAlberta.ca. $25 for every goal throughout the season. 780-496-0063. We have Troy on the line. Troy, thanks for holding, man. Go ahead. No problem. Thanks, guys. Uh, very entertaining Alberta uh, Battle of Alberta game tonight. Um, probably the, the best one in a long time by both teams. Um, yeah, Tuck plays on the edge. He's a great player. Awesome player. But as we know, players who play on the edge cross the line. And I agree it's his right under the rules to, to hide from fights. And, and that's okay. But why is no one talking about the fact at the first hit in the first period was a total blatant headshot and he deserves a suspension for it. Like, no one's talking about that. Everyone's talking about Cassian's response. Cassian's response wasn't for that hit that he got in the second when he took the penalty. It was for the headshot that was admittedly by you guys missed by the referees who had a poor game tonight. You know what, Troy? I, I and I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'd I'd have to go look at it again. But yeah, I mean, he clearly he was he was doing whatever he could to to, well, to no. nail. I, honestly, I don't Cassian for I don't know if it was a headshot, but I can tell it you what it is. It, I'm not okay. I'm not sure. I'm, I'll, I'll have to watch it again. But I'm going to tell you what it was though. In the NFL, they have a, a what is it that you can't hit a defenseless receiver. That was what that was. He he, he knew that Cassian was coming around. Yeah. So he it was a defenseless. Oh, <laughs> we get to hear the music when we see it. Um, well, we're about to watch it in slow motion. We may have a musical interlude as well too. That's what this 6:30 Chad post game show gives you. We give you a little bit of everything. Um, is this the one Cassian's trying to wrap around? Yeah, this is the first one. Troy, this is, is that the, the one? first one in the first yeah, period where his it. helmet came off. It was a direct contact. It, it actually doesn't. He doesn't hit him in the head. He, oh man! He hits him. He hits him neck. He doesn't get. He doesn't hit the head. Oh, oh! That's so pretty, the neck's not close. part of the head, that's and we're allowed to well, pull it, on the neck now. Well, it's it's not, but it's now? it doesn't hit the it doesn't hit the head at all though. It's it's it's, it's, it's close, close, and but, Kachuk looks okay, at the at the referee a, right after. It's a predatory. Well, that's hit. It, yes, absolutely. That's okay, what it like, and, and it is a predatory hit. But actually, all of the hits were predatory. But no, is that what the NHL and the NHL player safety are not trying to get out of the game? is the predatory hits with the intent to injure. Because that wasn't a taking a guy off the puck to retrieve the puck, which is what a body check is. A body check is not meant to blow someone up or hurt them or hit them. It's a play in hockey to remove the player from the puck to gain control. Absolutely. And that had nothing to do with that. You're, you're right. You're absolutely right. It was a predatory hit. I, yeah, I, and you know what? The, just because it wasn't penalized doesn't mean the league can't look at it. You know, and, and, that, and, the and, can, and the Oilers can submit clips, too, if they want to, right? And that's, and that's the biggest problem with the whole, whole monologue from you guys tonight is that I don't disagree with anything you said. Cassian did not get the penalties he deserved on that play in the in the second period. He should have been out of the game. Absolutely. Agree 110. But it was a result of this, the one in the first oh. period, where there was intent to injure, and nobody's talking about that conversation tonight. Everyone's talking about Tuck 
lives rent free in Edmonton, Edmonton's <laughs> head. You know, because because he won the battle and he got the penalty and he did a great job. Don't don't get me wrong. I think he's a fantastic player. But as you know, Rob, from playing against them, players that play on the edge cross the line sometimes. Oh, you're well, absolutely sure. you're yeah, right. Thanks, Troy. You, well, you got it out there. I mean, that's that's why we. It, it was a predatory hit. Absolutely, was 100. percent Actually, so he, there was he had two predatory hits in the game. So, it, I, I agree with that. But it it was uh, it was entertaining. But but having said that, I I. I well, it's a, so we'll say that Cassian, Cassian's not checking and Cassian's not afraid to throw the predatory head oh, as sure. well. So, yeah, I mean, Cassian, I think, has got away with stuff a couple of times this year too. Yes, I mean, yes. he was in St. Louis. We thought he hit a guy after the whistle, and <laughs> and didn't, and didn't get a penalty. penalty on it. No. Yeah. So how? Okay. So how do you? How do the Edmonton Oilers on on January 29th? Mm-hmm. How do they handle Matthew Kachuk? It, like, it, is it time to? Is it? The Time for somebody to slash Johnny Goudreau on, no, on the arm. No, and because just say if, that if Matthew, that's on you. Like, well, if you do that, then someone else come out and slash Connor. I mean, Kachuk went after Cassian. It wasn't, it wasn't that he predatory hit three times Connor McDavid. So if you go after Johnny Goudreau viciously, they're going to go after Connor. So you don't want that. What I would suggest the first time, because Oilers get last change, the first time that Kachuk's line comes out, I would put out. Cassian's line. I don't even care who you put with Cassian, and I would line Cassian up against Kachuk, and I would have Cassian back up five feet and drop your gloves. Embarrass him. But then Cassian will get a penalty. No, he'll not for give, dropping your gloves. If you, if, you back up and, if you back up and drop your gloves, and he doesn't do anything, then you pick your gloves up afterwards, you won't get a penalty. Because everyone in the league, every ref in the league knows about Kachuk as well. well that's oh, yeah, probably, that's probably one of the reasons that. That, that they only gave him four minutes there, because, oh, it's Kachuk, he probably deserved this. So that's part of, and it probably goes through the rest. When they're having their little powwow, they're like, you know, and he probably deserves this. He probably deserves worse. So let's just give him four. We'll keep Cassian in, give him a second chance at him. But I would do that. I would try to embarrass him that way. Because there's going to be words said tonight, and we're going to hear some of them. There's going to be things said before the next game. So call him out. Call him but out. But I don't to- think, okay, for, for argument's sake, I'm not sure Kachuk will feel embarrassed. I mean, he has. I looked up, he has seven NHL fights in oh, about three years. But so what else? About there's not much else. You, what, are you going to run him head th- first to the boards? Well, I don't Take know. Take a 10-game suspension? I, I just don't know if a player in this day and age is is going to feel embarrassed. Uh, you'd I mean, like, feel embarrassed. He'd feel embarrassed. If he, he won't fight. He'll feel embarrassed, and you'll be able to mock him the rest of the night, and then you have all the players going by and mocking him as much as you can. Go by the bench every time you go by him. Call him a turtle. Over and over, and it, it eventually it bugs you. But I, you can't do anything, really, without getting suspended. Now, if late in the game, if you're up two or three goals and you jump Kachuk, and all of a sudden Kassian's suspended for two games or three games, that doesn't help the Oilers. Right. So there's nothing well, in the game. Well, he may be suspended anyway. Yeah, you're right. Tonight. But there's really nothing that you can do in the National Hockey League anymore for retribution. There isn't. I mean, there's two refs. There's 100 video cameras. They look at everything. It's it's a completely different league than it was 20 years ago. Well, and that's what interests me about what uh, was it Troy that called yep. in? Yep. That's what interests me about what Troy that called in because not a lot of players follow through on their body checks like that anymore. No, you're right. I mean, we actually see players pull up because mm-hmm. oh, I don't want to risk a headshot or if I hit him too hard and he gets hurt, I, I'm going to be the one. Well, realized. in the game tonight, there was two players that w- w- that follow through, Cassian and Kachuk. They're the only two. If you start thinking about the players that played tonight. 
they don't do that. I've seen, I've watched Milan Lucic had a chance tonight to run someone. He, he held up because the player kind of turned, which is good. That's the way the National Hockey League should be. That's the way all hockey should be. Uh, if a player's in a vulnerable position, he shouldn't be, uh, but he shouldn't be run. He shouldn't be hit. Uh, Kachuk was a predatory player. Cassian is also a predatory player. There's a few around the National Hockey League that are still like that, mm-hmm. but it's rare. Because if you think about it, the injuries that happen in the National Hockey League nowadays are from blocking shots. Used to be guys used to get hit, mm-hmm. separate shoulders, break arms, things like that. That doesn't happen no, way anymore. more injuries from blocking yeah, shots. It's all blocking shots now because the generation that's coming up now or a generation that played a different style of hockey and minor hockey, and you're starting to see it, and that's why there's so many skilled players now, because they had room to have their skill. So it's what, you, what to do with Kachuk, I would have Cassian play against him the first shift he could in Edmonton, and then you drop the gloves, call him out, call his bluff, and then the rest of the night just mock him. And the fans will mock him. All the fans will be, have, be saying whatever they want to say to get on his back. And I, it, it does bother a player if it's over and over and over again. So that's all you can do. And then finish the check on him every time. And the thing is, too, everyone has to finish the check. Whether it's Archibald or Gagne or Drysaddle, everyone finish your check on him. And eventually it wears him down and he'll do something stupid. 4-3 Calgary wins tonight in an, uh, in a very entertaining game. Elias Lindholm, excellent for Calgary. He had two goals, first star. Nugent Hopkins, the second star. Goudreau, the third star. Uh, we'll give Kyler Yamamoto with two assists. The fourth star for West Point of Windermere. A private estate lot only community just off Terwilliger Drive. Visit whiteeaglehomes.ca. 780-496-0063. We have Michael on the line. Michael, go ahead. Hey, boys. How's it going? Quite well. Thanks for calling. Okay, I got four comments. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Number one, Mike Smith is a hot hand right now. Why didn't Tippett go with him? I think just because of uh, Koskinen not having played since New Year's Eve, no goalie had sat out as long as Koskinen had yet this year. And I think just with the you know the flight from Montreal coming back to Calgary, he decided to put the more rested goalie in. That's what he said anyway. I would have went Koskinen to Montreal, and I would have played Smith in Calgary. That's what I would have done. I agree with you, Rob. Michael, turn, turn your radio down a bit, okay? Okay, I will. Thank you. Number two, um, Dreisaitl. I've watched several games this year, and how many times did I have to get the uh, offensive blue line and turn it over? Oh, yeah, you you wish that. I, I didn't think he was bad tonight because I he has more confidence in his line mates with Nugent Hopkins and uh, Yamamoto. I, I didn't think it was as bad tonight as, as other games. But I'm not. But I've seen him do it like several times already. Okay, number three. Great game. Great game. I mean, no penalties. And then, I mean, they both dropped the gloves. Like, come on, ref. Again, I know I called last year and I about the whole goalie thing and you guys called me and you guys told me to call you back. But come on. Five minutes? For which one? Sorry, which part? The Cassian. Penalty. You don't. You don't think Cassian should add five minutes? No, I don't. He. he okay. Ka- Kachuk never dropped his gloves. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. <laughs> he got. He got jumped, and Cassian threw ten punches. <laughs> I like to disagree with you, Rob, but I seen his gloves off. 
Maybe, maybe when he was holding on to try to protect himself, but he did not drop. There was no fight, and he well, Cassian started throwing punches when Kachuk was turning and looking the other way. Okay, so okay, but it was a clean hit. I'm not saying that it wasn't a clean hit. It was a clean hit, but Cassian is defending himself. Yeah, he threw a few punches, but come on, it's 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 part of the game. No, that no, it's not. Sorry, it's not. If that would have been Kachuk throwing 10 punches on Connor McDavid, we'd be screaming for five, seven, nine minutes, whatever, and a suspension. That was a five-minute major. Mm, all right. So number four, I only had three comments, but number four is what you guys brought up, is what would they do to catch his next game? Yeah. Lay a hit on him and never let him play again. I know as mean as that sounds, but... Thanks, Michael. I don't think you're mean. Thank you for calling. See you guys later. Bye. All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. As the uh, Flames beat the Oilers four three in a wild edition of the Battle of Alberta, Calgary goes to twenty five seventeen and five. The Oilers go to twenty four eighteen and five. Whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game, we encourage you to go to the Oilers page on six thirty ched dot com and print up a coupon for a free appetizer at a Japanese village, triple A steak, succulent seafood cooked at your table. Celebrate your senses, but the Oilers have to get to five or more for us to turn that on, which they have done a couple of times mm-hmm. uh, lately here. As they lose for the first, actually, they, they lose in regulation for the first time in 2019, and uh, they suffer their first regulation loss, oh, since Calgary beat them <laughs> on December 27th. They did have an overtime loss to the uh, to the Buffalo Sabres. You know you know, is good on the Calgary Flames? Lindholm. He is a good hockey player. I think he's their best all-around player, personally. I, you know what? I, I, the, the more I watched him tonight, the more I'm like, wow. He, he's both ends. Like he, He's good offensively. He's good defensively. He makes the second line better. Their second line, just like the Edmonton, their second line is better than their first line now. Kachuk and Lindholm's line. You know, he's, he is a quality hockey player. So, yeah, I, I mean, that was a, a fun game to be part of. and You just can't wait for the, for the next battle of Alberta. And, I, I can imagine the reception that a young Kachuk is going to get when he steps on for his first shift the next time he steps into Rogers. It, uh, it, it may be loud, and it may they won't be yelling Lou for him. It's not going to be Lou cheats they're cheering for. <laughs> uh, all right, 780-496-0063. Uh, I don't know if we're going to actually have the, the tape, um, but the, uh, the quote from... Cassian, he's a young punk. He's a blank. It's I can't say it on the radio. It's a five-letter word that starts with P. I think that's far enough for a Saturday night. So <laughs> that's the uh, that's the uh, reaction there. We'll uh, we'll try to get it, uh, and we'll have Dave Tippett and other uh, tape coming in as well. Now this is a rare treat because usually this individual texts inside sports, but he has chosen to call it in call in tonight. He is uh, best remembered for some of his outstanding predictions in relation to the sport of football, and that is my buddy Frustrated Fan on line three. FF, what's going on? Oh, not, not much, buddy. I was going to uh, talk about uh, about the whole um, Kachuk and stuff like that, but you guys pretty much touched on every point I wanted to make <laughs> because I think that, they're, like... Uh, like you said, there, there's a couple of predatory hits that if if those would have been called at the beginning, what happened in the uh, at the end of the second wouldn't have happened. But in the same in, in the same respect, I'm surprised Cassian was still in the game because he did go a little bit over the top. 
Yeah, also, let's, uh, I was going to say that. One thing I will say, too, is that I am. I, I was happier watching this Battle of Alberta than the one on the 27th. The Oilers actually showed up for this game. Yep. I, it, it was bored. Like, I almost fell asleep in the last one because it, the Oilers didn't, didn't show up. At least, at least this game, they showed up. Yeah, that was probably their worst uh, worst game of the year. Frustrated fan, who's winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> uh, just trying to think who's out. Uh, well, we got Seattle and Green Bay tomorrow, uh, KC and Houston tomorrow, and San Francisco and Tennessee I, 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 advance I, I, today. I'm going to pick KC versus Green Bay. Okay. Wow. All right. Did you watch any of the, the uh, Baltimore-Tennessee tonight? No, I didn't get a chance to. Okay, I'm going to give you the stats. I, 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 co- I, coach my, I, coach my, uh, I coach my son's soccer team. So Okay, i got to give you these stats. The quarterback for Tennessee, Tannehill, <laughs> went 7 yeah. for 14 for 88 yards. Derek Henry, the running back for Tennessee, had 30 carries for 195 yards, and he also threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> Holy smokes, that's pretty crazy. We'll see you, buddy. Hey, yeah, no, you know, uh, oh, and just just to refresh, to refresh, you've asked before what my real name is, and my real name is Seamus. I just like to go by a frustrated fan because it's been a long-standing thing there. No, I enjoy that. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah, okay, talk to you later. I'm still going to call him frustrated fan. That's his handle <laughs> on the, okay, fr- just, and if people are wondering why I joke with frustrated fan about his predictions, he's actually, he often makes very good predictions and astute observations. But the year in, in 2015 when the Eskimos won the Grey Cup, they lost on Labor Day, and they fell to 6-4 and four on the season. And he, and he said they are not going to win another game the rest of the year. Do you remember what happened, Rob? <laughs> did they win the, the Grey Cup? And they did not lose another game the rest of the year. Because remember, Riley came back. Oh, that's right. So they he was just last, off. He just he missed. He just reversed the words lose and win. That's that's all. But he's, <laughs> he's, always, uh, he's always fun to hear from. As is this guy calling in for Maui. Maui, Zach. Go ahead. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What time is it? What time is it here? Just uh, not quite eight thirty here. Oh, so you're not that far behind us. Three hours. Yeah, three hours. We don't have daylight saving, so it's four hours okay. in the summer. It's probably warmer. But uh, but uh, I would have to say we got to get frustrated fan calling some Oilers games if that's the way it works. The opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What's on your mind? Uh, I just called in. To- I just called in to say, uh, man, I wish we had Kachuk on our team. Is what I think. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Cass got away light on the on the penalty, in, but uh, uh, man, I wish we could have killed it, and that might have turned, that might have been the difference in the game. And uh, also agree with uh, that our uh, number two line is fine now, but now. Uh, and we need somebody with McDavid that can give him the puck. I can't help thinking uh, Tyler Benson would do all right up there, just feeding him into the open for him. But, uh, but then I don't know what we do with with uh, old old real deal Neil then. But yeah, uh, yeah great show. That's all I got tonight. Thanks, Maui Zach. Oh, sorry if I cut you off there. That's Maui Zach. Well, that's I'm glad he brought that up because we're starting to a lot of discussion. Benson keeps getting points. Mm-hmm. Now, would you start? Maybe would you start Benson though on line three, and then give him a shot with somebody as as he plays a little bit? Because, oh. like we've talked about all year, like Neil, nineteen goals. 
He's a he's a bunch scorer, mm-hmm. which you know there's nothing wrong with that. It's better than never scoring. And but he's he's more of a power play guy. Yes, he is. Five on five. He's not quick. Uh, you know, I think he kind of takes some low percentage chances sometimes with the puck. So he, he's got a shoot first mentality. He's got a yeah. Even if he's behind the net, as yes. we saw tonight. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. So I wonder that about about Benson and and especially now when you see like Yamamoto is not just plotting away he's having an impact so you know bear started the year mm-hmm. got he got called up pretty early so it makes i understand why people are wondering okay well if yeah. guys on the farm are ready what are we waiting for yeah i mean obviously you know you and i don't get to see benson play and everything we hear is just hearsay about how he's playing but the fact that yamamoto has come up and played as well as he has gives you a little confidence that if you bring a benson up that Maybe he's capable of playing at this level as well. Now, the one thing, and I I don't know Benson well enough, but I know that the one thing is I don't think he's as swift a feat as as well. I don't think he's a fast skater. So I, he could be another guy that if you're putting up playing with Connor, is he quick enough to keep up? Now, uh, he, he thinks the game well. Yeah. He, he thinks the game on an offensive level. So he'll be able to make plays. Well, he'd be faster than Neil. He's not an exceptional skater, but he would be faster yeah. than Neil. So, I, you know what? If I brought him up, I'd give him a chance there. Because right, right now, the first line is not creating anything outside of what Connor's doing. And when Leon was there, well, Leon could create for Connor. But Connor's not getting the great scoring chances anymore because he doesn't have the players to make the plays for him like Leon did. So his, his goals are the uh, ones like he scored against Toronto, ones that he scored here tonight where he's going end-to-end. Uh, but you can't expect that to happen every night. So, yes, I, I would not be shocked that if we get to see within the next three weeks, if we get to or see after Benson. after the break, yeah. yeah. That would be our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com. Oilers lose 4-3 in Calgary. We have Gabe standing by. Gabe, go ahead. Hey, how's it going today, guys? Doing good. Thanks for staying up late and giving us a call. Oh, not a problem, not a problem. I just, uh, yeah, thanks for highlighting... Uh, Yami there, that uh, Yamamoto. I, you know, ever ever since I watched that little uh, thing that uh, I think CBC or someone did on him uh, one night, kind of highlighted his parents and uh, you know his whole background and stuff. I did, I fell in love with the kid, and I was really hoping he was uh, he was going to turn out the way he did. And he he definitely does. Um, him and Archibald are, are really bringing the game to another level for us, uh, uh, speed wise and you know heads up type of plays, but. Uh, one thing I wanted to make a comment about was 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 a missed call that I saw, and then it just went downhill from there. Uh, was the loss of the helmet uh, for Ethan Bear in front of the net there? I don't know if you guys saw that. Do you remember that? Yes, because he picked it up and then started to go off the ice, and then Calgary had an outnumbered chance in front of the net. Does that I remember that properly? Yeah, yeah, and I just uh, I just thought it's just um, you know that the first little inkling of you know what. Um, Looks like it's going to start going south uh, if they don't start getting this game underhand. And I, I, I think it was a pretty physical game. That's what we expected. Um, I think I was, you know, we were talking about it here even before the game that if Edmonton doesn't come out and do their physical game, it's going to be like the last time, right? And it definitely didn't turn out that way. But I do think the refs probably could have had a little bit better handle on on the game, and and we might not have seen this, uh, you know, this year type of roughhousing and. Uh, you know, just the game isn't that way anymore, right? You're right. And no. the one thing, too, uh, games that are without penalties 
don't favor the Oilers. That's right. The Oilers are <laughs> the Oilers are one of the best. Well, they got the best power play, and they got a top five penalty killing. The Oilers would love to play an entire game with specialty teams because that's where they excel. So games like yeah, games like tonight where the referee puts their 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 whistle away, that does not benefit the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, Gabe, I I I actually don't mind if refs aren't going to call anything if if they keep it consistent, whether it's tonight or other nights. But but Rob's right. I mean, the Oilers wouldn't mind if there were five power plays each way because they might win the power plays two one, and then maybe they win the game by a goal. And it was it was it was a very entertaining game. I mean, uh, we had the big screen on. I was looking behind the play the whole time for the hits and for those, uh, <laughs> you know, for you know, for the extracurricular plays. I would call them. Those those were dynamic. Uh, but I think uh, quite a few of them could have used the whistle to bring this thing into a bit more skill than uh, than sweat. You know. All right, Gabe. Enjoy uh, football or whatever you're watching tomorrow, and hope we talk to you again. Oh yeah, you bet, man. Thanks. All right, that is Gabe, 780-496-0063. Okay, uh, we got Rob and Garth up next on the phone lines. We are going to get you in. We're going to hear from uh, Cassian and, and Tippett as well. Oilers fall 4-3 in Calgary. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford on 630 Chad. Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. And Johnny Gaudreau's going to break away. Shoots denied. Rebound back in. What a save made by Koskinen. He is red hot to start this game for Edmonton. Early work by Miko Koskinen. The save of the game for Jiffy Loop. Levi's winter rise. Everywhere. Lurking around. However, the Oilers lose 4-3 to the Calgary Flames. Koskinen makes 28 saves. Cam Talbot makes 27. Talbot, very good lately, 6-2 in, uh, well, since December 7th with a save percentage up around 940. So Talbot providing the type of goaltending he gave the Oilers the year they made the playoffs. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, thanks a lot for staying up with us on this Saturday night. It's 11.33. We're going to get to uh, Dave Tippett in a second here, and Garth is up next on the phone lines. I just want to get to the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer looking for parts service rentals or new and used semi-trailers head to edmontontrailer.com so with the flames winning 4-3 they move ahead of vegas into first in the pacific because the blue jackets beat the golden knights 3-0 sharks beat the stars 2-1 canucks double up on the sabers 6-3 canadians over the senators 2-1 in overtime bruins beat the islanders 3-2 in overtime lightning knock off the flyers 1-0 devils beat up on the capitals 5-1 hurricanes blank the kings 2-zip blues over the rangers 5-2 blackhawks over the ducks 4-2. The Oilers farm team, Bakersfield Condors, four goals in the third period to beat Iowa 5-2 as it was uh, Curry, Granlin, Kulovich, Day, and Cave scoring for Bakersfield. Tyler Benson, who uh, people have been asking about, he had an assist tonight. The Oil Kings win 3-2 in a shootout over Prince Albert. Golden Bears beat Mount Royal 7-3. Tennessee over Baltimore 28-12 in the NFL and San Francisco beat Minnesota 27-10. That is your Edmonton Trailer scoreboard. Back to Calgary. Here's Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. These two teams in this one obviously didn't get the result you wanted, but how do you look at the big picture effort tonight? Well, I thought we had lots to try. You know, we made some mistakes that, uh, that cost us, but, uh, you know, for a game at the end of a road trip, we, we knew what was at stake in this game. We we started the first five minutes. I thought we started a little slow with execution. We were chasing it, and then we got uh, we got that first goal and got us actually engaged in the game a little bit. So uh, tight game. 
like to kill that penalty, but uh, we didn't, and that's that's the difference in the game. What's Excuse your me. thoughts on sorry on all that how that penalty went down and Cassian's reaction and all that? That was a hit and a reaction, and we had to kill a penalty, and we didn't. Does Cassian have to take a different approach there? Well, I think, you know, it's a it's a dangerous hit coming down from there, but Cass, I'd like to see him, uh, for lack of a, get a number, right? You're in a tight game, it's 3-3, get a number and, and uh, deal with it later, deal, you know, deal with winning the game. But, uh, you know, those things happen. It's an emotional game, it's a, it's a battle, and like I said, I wish we could, could have killed the penalty for him. The referees called it a double minor. Did you get any explanation for, for why no. they... No, we just move on. The lead, Ethan, you know, just made one of those rookie mistakes. Yeah, a, we made a couple mistakes like that that uh, you'd like to have back in a big game, but it's a young player that will hopefully learn from that and uh, get better next time. Coach, overall, a lot of people from the outside said this was a make-or-break type road trip for your team. How do you look at the entire trip? Well, I thought we played very well on the trip. You know, this is the only game that we didn't get points in, and uh, went out and played some played some good hockey, and and have ourselves right in the playoff hunt here. So that's what we wanted out of the trip. We'll go home and get some rest, and uh, uh, we got two games before the break at home. We gotta we gotta see if we can find points there, and uh, take a break and regroup, and then come back at it for the stretch track. It took you an awful long time to get one, but you had yeah. the chance. Yeah, you'd like, to, you'd like to bury one. I mean, that was the difference in the game. They buried one on one of their power plays, and uh, we came up a little short. So that's the way it goes some nights. All right, Dave Tippett as the Oilers lose 4-3 to Calgary. Uh, some text to 6-30, uh, Matt texting in from uh, Lac Labiche says, Great game. Kachuk knew the potential consequences of his hits. Uh, he took it. He's not complaining. Cassian should have done it clean. It cost the Oilers the game, essentially. Great game to watch, though. Uh, this texter says, why is nobody talking about the fact that Matthew Kachuk is a turtle and that he was trying to get away when Cassian grabbed them? Well, I think we did talk about that. And this texter says, we can have Bearer Jones in the lineup, but not both. Multiple mental errors per game between the two of them are too costly. Well, Caleb Jones doesn't play a lot, and I think when Matt Benning comes back, I mean, the Oilers are basically playing five defensemen because Russell and Jones combined play the ice time of one defenseman. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, you're, yeah, you're right. When, when I, and I think the third pairing will get a little bit more ice time when Benning comes back, and if it's Benning and Russell, they'll they'll extend those minutes a bit. Uh, Caleb Jones, I mean, it was a rough play on, on the one, but it's it's one where it's both the goalie and the defenseman's fault because they both stared at it, waiting for the other guy to make the play. Uh, for the most part, though, I, I, I've got no complaints about the way Ethan Bear has played this year. Um, most nights he's, you know, your second or third best defenseman. That's a lot higher than anyone expected. Was he passing to Haas on that play, or was he passing to Gagne and Haas got in the lane? I, I, honestly, you'd have to ask him, but just Haas, he was passing to the boards. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was Haas or Gagne that were on the boards, but Haas should never have skated back into him because he just put himself, because his stick should be facing up ice. As soon as he turned and came back at the net, well, his stick moved from up ice to down ice, and that's a difference of about six, seven feet. And he took the puck in his skate then and kicked it back at the net. So that wasn't on bear that play. 
But when the puck came in front of the net, both Bear and Koskinen froze right. as to whether Bear knocks it out of the way or Koskinen freezes. I think Koskinen should have jumped on it at that point. Neither did anything, and Calgary got two whacks at it and scored a big goal at that moment. All right, we have Garth on line two. Garth, go ahead, buddy. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, just a couple of points here. I do agree that Cassian did get away with what he did, but people are saying, oh, if that was McDavid getting run, but it wasn't, it was Cassian. And for too long, this team's been pushed around. And second point, do you think they bring up a guy like Peluso for next game? No. No, and I think he's, I think he's on an AHO-only deal. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. He, I, he, but he, I, I honestly, I don't think. I mean, the physicality. Cassian went after Kachuk and took care of him. So I don't know. You don't need someone from up from the minors to look after Cassian. Cassian can do it himself. So, yeah, no, you're not bringing anyone else up. I think uh, Cassian, if he gets a chance to be physical, the thing is, Cassian Caluso's on an AHL contract, well, just to specify. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but it doesn't matter. You don't bring him up. But Cassian, Cassian, and this is what Dave Tippett said. He should have taken a number. Cassian could have got even with a physical body check, a clean one, because Cassian hits hard. We saw yeah. one time he took a healthy run at Kachuk in the game, sent Kachuk flying. And I, this, this is not, tonight is not the end of the storybook oh, God, no. of That's Cassian and part. Kachuk. We're, we're just on chapter two. Like, this is just getting fun. And when these guys play four or five times a season, and they seem to be out there on the ice an awful lot, uh, Kachuk, he, he, he welcomes it, he wants it. But sometimes you bite off a little more than you can chew, and Cassian might be the guy that he bit off a little too more, much of. Thanks, Garth. Thank you, guys. Yep. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We're also looking for someone to finish the play. Let's hear from Zach Cassian as he's the center of attention. The Oilers lose four three to Calgary. Yeah, not much going on, but when big guys hit big guys, does the code still exist in your mind? 100%. If, you, if you're going to hit like that, you have to answer the bell every once in a while. Like, it's especially one, two, three in the game. He got me in the third. He followed me in the corner, right? Like, he's clearly trying to target me, which I like. Like, I'm standing here. I, I love that stuff. I wish we could play him in a day and a half in, like, a playoff series, right? Um, this is, It was fun for me. Um, we lost the game. It's, it sucks, but... Um, um, all in all, he's just a young punk that has to figure that aspect out in the game. It's like he's a pretty good player, but he's, he's a straight up. He's, that's the definition of it. <laughs> he wouldn't fight me two years ago. Said I was a fourth liner, now I have 13 goals. What's the, what's the excuse now? You know what I mean? Um, so what, is what all right, that's uh, Zach Cassian. Uh, war of words going back. We read you Kachuk's uh, quotes. Rasmus Anderson said on uh, Sportsnet 960 in Calgary, the Oilers have a lot of pretenders out there. It's nice to beat those guys. That's one of the biggest coward moves I've ever seen from Cassian. We make guys like that pay. That was a coward move. That's the kind of player he is. Yeah. And then Cassian basically called Kachuk a coward. He just used a different word. <laughs> okay, I don't, I'm not understanding why Anderson's getting involved. Seriously. Well, he's getting asked about it. Yeah, but it, you, then you say, you know what? It's it's a hockey game. The game is over. Let's talk about something else. Because Cassian play as as we had a caller earlier tonight said that Kachuk plays on the edge. I think we can all agree here in Edmonton that Cassian plays on the edge as well. Oh, sure. And has been known to cross that edge as he did tonight. Why, if you're a, a skilled 
softer defenseman like Anderson, why would you want to poke the bear? And, and and say there's pretenders. Now the next time Cassian's going on the ice and he sees the name Anderson on the back of a jersey, he's like, "Oh wait a sec, I'm the I'm the pretender. I'm gonna I'm gonna go right through this guy." Like that makes no sense. When you're a skilled player, and you are very quiet and polite in the press, so uh, just dumb. That's just this dumb. Is, this is the most intense I've seen you in a while. It is. I'm. Well, it was a good game. It was fun to be part of, and there was lots that happened. But just about Anderson's comments. But that was dumb. Like you just don't say. Like that. You say you don't wade into other guys. No, battles, no. This right? is. I mean, if Kachuk and Cassian want to say things back and forth, they, they're both just adds to the story. It does. Really? But Anderson, you're bringing. You're inviting. Now you're inviting Cassian into your story. I don't think Anderson wants Cassian in his storybook because <laughs> that's one that Kachuk can handle himself. Anderson can't. So that is a bad move on Anderson. Just that's my two cents. Uh, well, this is, uh, I mean, this is, uh, and I know people are disappointed that the Oilers lost. This this is fun. Mm-hmm. And what we're, we have here is we have genuine hatred. Yes. Like, this is not, oh, we got the same agent and we host barbecues together in the summer and sometimes we have to body check each other. Like, these, Cassian and Kachuk ab- absolutely hate each other. You know, I'm going to wait to see if anyone interviews Dowdy in L.A. about this one tonight. See, because he doesn't, he hates Kachuk, too. He hates too. Kachuk, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know what? Good for good for Kachuk. And that's, yeah. you know, and, and again, good for the Flames to, to have him. He went sixth overall. You know, the Oilers took Pooley Arby. Well, I remember that weekend, I kind of thought, are the Oilers going to take Kachuk? Uh, you know, I don't know. He sure would look uh, good in, in, in Oilers jersey. But having said that, the only good thing about this is Kachuk's now targeting Cassian. And he's not going after Connor, and he's not going after Leon. So that's a good thing, because Kachuk, he, again, as Cassian, as we've seen throughout the, the years that Cassian has been here, he can change the complexion of a hockey game through physicality, and Kachuk obviously can too. So it, it was fun. I, I do. When are they playing in the 29th? 29th, and then February 1st, they play Wednesday and Saturday. Coming back, that's out fun. of the bye. That is going to be fun, and they're both going to be well-rested hockey teams. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's going to be great. It is. All right, uh, 780-496-0063. Patrick, you will finish the play when we get back, but we got to call a quick timeout. Calgary wins at 4-3. Overtime open line, courtesy Heartland Ford. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by World of Spas. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight, 11:49. Calgary Flames over the Edmonton Oilers 4-3. Elias Lindholm, two goals for Calgary. Got the game winner on a power play 39 seconds into the third. Connor McDavid scored for the Oilers. And we're going to finish the play here with Patrick, who already has up to eight days parking at Jet Set Parking, the best price on Edmonton Airport parking. Book online, jetsetparking.com. Self-park as low as $5.98 per day with the promo code Chad. Angie, what do we have for little Jack Michaels? Here's Yamamoto in front. Nugent Hopkins redirected home off Gaudreau's skate. Nugent Hopkins, his second of the game, through the wickets of Cam Talbot, and Edmonton regains the lead, 3-2. Patrick, who assisted on both of Nugent Hopkins' goals? Was it Yamamoto or Bear? Uh, first off, is uh, I'm going to answer, but it could chuck the new Marchand. Uh, well, he's never licked anybody. <laughs> or bit anyone. Didn't he bite someone, too? He bit someone's finger in the playoffs one year. Or, I, I, I think Marchand is sleazier. Kachuk is just more, like, physically irritating. 
But I just the, wish they were both either one of our team. But if Yamamoto is the answer. Yes, absolutely. So you clearly watched the game. That was easy, wasn't it? Yes, but I, 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 I don't like what happened because it did cost us the game. But he's got to do it. Everyone hates Kachuk. <laughs> you got to do it. You're right. He it. might be. I wonder if you took a poll, who'd be more hated, Marchand or Kachuk? I think Kachuk. I honestly think it's Kachuk now. And that's good for him. That's good for him. That, that's the guy, right? Look at Marchand's successful. But yeah, well, that's the, that's the, the sport, order. right? Like, yeah. It's a tough way to make a living, but he's doing it very, very well. Yeah. Patrick, thanks. Stay on the line, okay, because you got to get your name into the draw. Okay. His name's going into the draw for one hour. Fast Track Indoor Karting valued at 1000 bucks. Safe, adrenaline, pumping, fun. FastTrackKartingEdmonton.com. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pro sports, and, and hockey's extremely physical. So... You know, sometimes you want that guy that is just just a jerk on, well, on your team. Well, you, every team wants to have a yeah. jerk on the team because it, it, that takes... So a guy like Johnny Goudreau, no one notices Johnny Goudreau. No one bothers Lindholm. Well, no they, one bothers Mont. Well, but I mean, players, no one but, bothers them on the ice because everybody's attention is drawn to Kachuk. Yeah. So you always want one of those... Like Patrice Bergeron. No one ever bothers Patrice Bergeron in, in Boston because everyone's trying to kill Marchand. Yeah. No one bothers Pasternak because everyone's focused yeah. on Marchand. I mean, so. look at Ken, I mean, the Oilers had Ken Linsman back in the mm-hmm. day and he played for Philly. I think, the, I think he played for Boston for a little while yeah. too. I mean... You know, basketball. I mean, Charles Barkley, outstanding player, but he like he might elbow you. You know, he no, might, he, he, not might. He might. Yeah, like so. You know, th- those guys. Those are the guys that say you, you hate them, but you want them on we, your could team. We every, trade, could we trade for them? Well, every player that we just mentioned there, we want on your team. They are well, that not Linsman. He's a little older he, now. Well, well, he can still win faceoffs. Good penalty killer. <laughs> well, something right? the Oilers need. He'd be about they're 64, still, 65 now, too. They're still lacking in, uh, in the faceoff. What were the faceoffs again tonight? Calgary had the advantage yet again, 55%. Uh, Leon took a lot of faceoffs, only 38% tonight. And Lindholm, 65% for the Calgary Flames, who win it 4-3. All right, let's go uh, back to Calgary. He had a nice goal tonight. His 25th of the season. Oilers captain, Connor McDavid. Penalties and a misconduct, and the other guy got zero. Uh, you know what? I, I, I uh, didn't talk to him about that uh, that exact play. Um, they were just over there. Um, but um, you know, yeah, I'm not going to talk too much on it. Um, you know, they uh, they scored on their power play, and we didn't. So, what about the rhythm, though? I guess what does that do when you lose your line mate there for half a period? That's right. We got lots of guys that can step in there. I played with lots of guys. Um, I thought Gags did a good job stepping in there, and, and we had some chances. You know, Archie, I played with him a little bit, and, and he brings lots of energy. So. You know, there's lots of guys that can step in there, but um, you know, obviously you're missing uh, missing big 44 there in the third. Overall, I think a lot of people looked at this road trip as a big one for your team. You go home, are you happy with the results? You know, yeah, we'll take we'll take uh, the seven out of ten points. Um, you know, that's uh, that's a positive road trip, but um, you know, it was a big one for us. Um, this was a big game for both sides, and um, you know, we wanted to to um, find a way to get a big win here. But I've been on the road, you know, 11, 11 days here, 12 days, so. Um, you know, big chance for us to go and, uh, and get four points before the break. All right, that's Connor McDavid. So the Pacific Division, Calgary 55 points, Arizona, pardon me, Arizona and Vegas both 54, Edmonton 53, Vancouver 52. Then it drops off to the three California teams. So it is tight. I would expect it to be tight the rest of the way and uh, still three more meetings between the Oilers and the Flames. All right, we'll get to Will on line uh, three. Uh, Will, we're getting a little short on time, so uh, blast it out here, buddy. Okay, thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Uh, just uh, good game tonight, good emotion. It's good to see that uh, battle's back. Hopefully we'll get them next game. And just a quick comment on uh, Kara. 
He hasn't been out uh, in this game, and I'm just wondering <clears throat> when's he going to find his game. He he could be a, a factor in a game like this, but he he plays too timid in my mind. And uh, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Thank you very much. Yep. Thanks, Will. Uh, really good point. Uh, it is a big message being sent from your coach when you are the player that you are, Kara, who brings a physicality, and he sits you out in a game where the team needs physicality. This is the Battle of Alberta. You want a guy like Kara in your lineup, but if it shows you where he is right now with his game, he has been, we, we talk about complacent for, for a while now, uh, content, and you can't play if you're a third or fourth line like that. You've got to be a guy that plays on the edge. You've got to be a guy that appreciates every chance you get. Hopefully this will be a wake-up call sitting in the press box, and they could use care on their fourth line and what he brings. All right, and uh, Cam, we're close to the end of the show, but I'll give you about 40 seconds here, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just uh, wondering here, was any one of the others should put out uh, um, checks, so what do you guys think? Should they put him out? Yeah, everybody like, seems to hate him, you know. And then this way, this way, this this way, <laughs> then this way, maybe the others can maybe beat him in, in close to the playoffs. Well, I don't. I, I well, I think they want to hit him if injuring him intentionally. I think they'll get in a little bit of trouble. But yeah, body check him. Be physical on like, him. Do what he's doing to Cassian. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, sometimes you. And I mean, if he's if he's not going to fight, then. Hit him. Hit his line mates. Like, make it miserable for them. Well, I mean, in the bottom line is that's how you're supposed to play anyway. Anyway, yeah. we were talking on, on, on the face-off show. I mean, the Oilers went into Boston and, and made it difficult on the Boston Bruins. They yeah. went into Toronto and made it difficult on the Toronto Maple Leafs. So they, they can do it. That's how you're supposed they, to they play on. Do it. People are saying, well, you got to go target Goudreau. Well, you should hit Goudreau. He's really good. Hit him every chance you can. Get more on 630Ched.com, globalnews.ca. Calgary takes it 4-3. We'll be talking about this one for a while. Next broadcast, 5.30 face-off show on Tuesday, game at 7. Oilers back home to take on the Nashville Predators, who, of course, fired their coach in the last couple days. John Hines replaced Peter Laviolette. Thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening. Oilers hockey is presented by World of Spas. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Overtime Open Line, presented by Heartland Ford. The Flames take it 4-3. Enjoy your Sunday. Take care.